0: Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another news show here on a Friday evening, the final weekend of Chelsea season, thank God. It's the start of actually a bank holiday weekend in the UK. So if you are in the UK, hope you're setting up for a positive... Uh, weekend that Chelsea can only kind of ruin you've got two other days uh, to enjoy and the positive the reward of of the end of the season I think is a good one for Chelsea fans much welcome for many months now Uh, in today's new show we are going to be speaking about the defensive midfield search this summer a target who could be very exciting and suitable for Mauricio Pochettino at Stamford Bridge this summer a little bit on a potential Cobham exodus this summer too, which isn't great. I'm gonna start off with something about Todd Bowley. But before we get into any of that good stuff, if you are new around here, hit that subscribe button, turn turn on those notifications so you don't miss any of the uploads on the channel heading into the summer, please do hit that like button if you're enjoying the content. It helps more people find the channel. And if you are listening on the podcast feed, thank you so much for tuning in. As I say, Bowley apparently may miss Chelsea's walk of shame on Sunday. Apparently may not be in attendance for the final game of this season, as reported by Matt Law. He does state there would be no correlation between Boley's absence on Sunday and a report this week that we did cover from Bloomberg yesterday that he has scaled back his involvement in Chelsea. The plan apparently since the appointment of sporting directors Lawrence Stewart and Paul Wynn Stanley and with Chris Juracek coming in as a new chief executive has always been for Boley and Iqbali to gradually hand over more responsibility for the day-to-day running of the Blues. It is understood that Boley has been in the United States on other business this week, although the is able to change his plans and get on a plane at late notice should he wish to which leaves open the possibility of him making a late dash to the Newcastle game calling it the walk of shame is very apt given how just atrocious things have been whether he's at the game or not I think is a bit relevant if he is I don't see the point of him coming down onto the pitch because there is then the possibility of him being booed which obviously is, a, is an awful kind of reflection on the season but you know fans are entitled to do that given they've paid their money but we saw the scenes at the end of the Brighton game where people from Westview above which you know is a very expensive place to be sitting at Stamford Bridge uh, particularly with the season ticket prices recently uh, sort of speaking to him or at least hurling something at him uh, in terms of uh, frustration probably after another defeat and and him kind of responding to that and uh, yeah it's about action now for me you know I think that even though I have sort of uh, advocated them doing some sort of interview on official channels, it's about action. It's about clearing out the Deadwood in this squad. It's about proving that with that new structure, Chelsea can be a competent club and can make the right additions this summer and can set up an environment that is more cohesive and gets Chelsea back on track you know they've done so much damage this year to their reputations obviously with how bad things have gone that it's about positive action and you know I think that these kind of gestures you know aren't going to make a whole bit of difference when everyone just wants to get away for the summer now we are going to get in now to transfer stuff, and Chelsea apparently in the race with PSG, as Fabrizio Romano reports for Sporting Lisbon midfielder Manuel Ugarte. Uh, PSG apparently have sent a first bid to Sporting, but different payment terms than than his 60 million euro release clause, not done yet. And Chelsea apparently in the race with uh, Ugarte. Apparently, one of the names on the on a list of defensive midfielders that includes Brighton's Moises Casado. So, reading a little bit into. as as a player, it's easy to get excited and to see how, particularly for Mauricio Pochettino, for what he'd want and also for what Chelsea need in this position as a midfield profile. Um, If we feel and and sadly accept that Declan Rice may be a, a lost cause at this point with Arsenal going in pretty strong for him. I think this uh, scouting report from Breaking the Lines, a site I regularly refer to because I think it's a great resource to learn about players. Some, some very good articles on there about Chelsea too. But this one, very much you know, t- to look at players you don't know that much about. And some interesting stuff to come out of it. So I definitely suggest, link in the description box below, go and check out this full piece about his career and and what he's been doing this season that has been so impressive. So just to pick out a segment from it that I think is is quite revealing over what he could produce at Chelsea and why Chelsea would be looking at him along with another club like PSG. So as you can see on screen now, on the left is his heat map. He's a very, very active player. He is someone that covers a lot of ground for Sporting Lisbon. And that was very evident in his performance against Arsenal when Sporting Lisbon knocked out Arsenal, uh, which was uh, quite a notable result for them and they had some good results too in the Champions League earlier in the season. And just looking on the right at his FB rep, and this is what the piece says in reference to those stats. This is an extract from his defensive stats for the 22-23 Premier League season. As we can see, Ugarte is a defensive monster, not afraid to stick his leg in a challenge and win the ball. Ugarte wins more tackles than anyone in the league and also ranks the highest for tackling any dribblers. This makes him a vital asset to have in the middle of the pitch as a six or even as an eight. He doesn't go to ground a lot and usually will fend off a player with a shoulder nudge, Ugarte only goes to ground when necessary. He is helped by his big engine. When watching him, you will see a willingness and tenacity to get back and make a challenge or recover the ball, even if he is nowhere near the player at first. A likeness to this type of resilient running and tackling is in Golo Kante. He will recover if his team is at risk of suffering a quick transition and also aggressively press any opposing player in order to win the ball back and sustain pressure in the middle or final third of the pitch. There is also a lot of detail kind of on his passing side, but particularly that side of... What we need from a defensive midfielder, you need someone with that awareness, you can cover a lot of ground. And if we are going to hand Ingolo Kante a new contract, uh, which, you know, I'm more open to than I was, particularly when once Jorginho left and, you know, you sign Enzo Fernandez, you're trying to look towards the future of that. Andre Santos coming in, players of different profiles, but it's still important that Chelsea find someone who, you know, we haven't replaced Matic and... I'm not specifically saying you need Matic you know you need someone who looks like Matic who is completely in the skill set of Matic but you need someone with a more defensive mind who can act more as a defensive midfielder who can act as someone who can maybe fill in for N'Golo Kante when Kante isn't fit because we know the likelihood is he isn't able to play all 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 of the games and could be hit with several injury setbacks during a season who can keep up that energy and when you've got a manager like Mauricio Pochettino from a coaching point of view and from a setup point of view who wants so much from his players at work rate rise, he 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 wants that aggressiveness across the pitch, but particularly in central midfield. I was talking about that Tottenham team at its peak when you had Musa Dembele, when you had Eric Dyer, you know, players who physically were very imposing, but also could cover so much ground, and that's what made his Spurs team so intense and, and could overwhelm teams. So you need players young players too who I think suit Pochettino's game who would be willing to do that over the course of a season so I think that other than Declan Rice who I do think is the best in class particularly from a Premier League point of view that you're going to get in this I think he just ticks so many boxes I like the fact that Chelsea are looking particularly at the Portuguese League which a bit like the French League has shown Um, In recent years, more from an attacking point of view, you can have that transition to the Premier League quite well. It's it's not as uh, kind of awkward as some other leagues when transitioning to the Premier League. So I'd like to know your point of view if you are more of an expert watching him. The final thing is it's a sadder story to be honest and it's a report from Nazar Kinsella that Chelsea are battling to avoid youth exodus. Uh, Pochettino has a record of giving academy players a chance but many are worried the influx of arrivals at the club will limit their opportunities. Charlie Webster, Malik Mothersil and Frankie Runham are among those players who could leave. Midfield Webster has just one year left on his contract and has long-term interest from Borussia Dortmund. Mothersil, a 19-year-old striker is in the last year of his deal and getting offers from Premier League rivals Uh, whilst midfielder Runham is 16-year-old set-piece specialist as offers from Newcastle and Brighton and is set to decide whether to sign his first year uh, his first professional deal at Chelsea or leave this is very much looking back to that 2021 summer for Chelsea where we saw I guess a, a more high profile when you think about it Tammy Abraham Lee for Kyle tomorrow but also from the academy point of view Tino Liveramento Move on, Lewis Bate moved on. Of course, players have had uh, Mark Gurhey, too, was a big one. Of course, since then, in the years since, we're talking about players with varying levels of, of success and, and notoriety. And you know, Lewis Bate has really struggled to break into the first team at Leeds, um, whilst Mark Gurhey has become an instant regular. And, and to be fair, talking about different players that are at different levels, you know, Mark Gurhee already had a loan experience at Swansea under his belt when he, when he arrived there. So it's not, it's not fair to talk about a player from the academy who's only had academy football compared to someone who's had a senior loan. But still, it kind of reflects maybe the chaos this year even if Chelsea have been trying to promote that they are targeting younger players, that the new ownership is, is looking to uh, bring down the age of the squad. A lot of that is, is bringing in players from elsewhere, the likes of Andre Santos, the likes of David for Fafana, the likes of Mikhailo Mudrik, and Oni Manawake, Benoit Badia-Shiel, Wesley Fafana. So a lot of these players will look at that and go, yeah, sure, you are focusing on young players, but you're bringing them in for expense from elsewhere. So where are my opportunities going to come from? And um, it's understandable, I think, for someone like Webster with interest from Borussia Dortmund very technically astute midfielder I think someone who um, very much looks like could have a very strong career um, and and to go to Dortmund to go to Germany I mean seeing how many players have gone over there and succeeded and made a career for themselves and play a top five league and, and play consistently it makes so much sense you know and I could understand right now why Dortmund would would be seen as a very strong option and even with Pochettino coming in he still has a lot of players to work with. When I'm talking about the young core that is likely going to be built around next season, the reality is we're talking about a lot of players Chelsea have invested money, in, You know, particularly this season. And that's just the harsh reality. But I do want to bring up one player here because it, there are other names too that, that are listed in the, in the piece that I do think are relevant in, in terms of their futures. Harvey Vale, it's easy to forget about him. Bashir Humphreys, um, Lucas Bergstrom... Amari Hutchinson, what has happened to him this season, Dylan Williams, Slayers who have, have been in and around the first team squad, uh, Xavier Simmons, uh, was sold to Hull, and Dujon Sterling, as we spoke about recently, is now joining Rangers on a free transfer. Uh, Tino Angerin and Henry Lawrence are also expected to be sold after loan moves. But we've seen Lewis Hall, who I think starred again last night and was was one of the few impressive Chelsea performers. Sky Football pointed out that Hall was started 10 games for Chelsea this season. Seven were away from home and four were against Man City. Two in the FA Cup, two in the Premier League. Thrown in at the deepest events, but he swum. Others in the squad with much bigger profiles and much, much bigger financial footprints have drowned. And it's a fair point, And it's one that I keep on reiterating that I don't think it's a coincidence and I don't think it can be just swept under the rug that in recent years, academy graduates have consistently outperformed players of, of higher expense that we brought in from elsewhere. You know, that that is a reflection on maybe the culture at Chelsea not being suitable for a lot of those players. You know, it, it's not the case that you should never sign players and you only ever lean on academy graduates. That's obviously a, a naive and simplistic way of looking at it. But it's also reflecting that giving those young players opportunities has more often than not proven valuable to Chelsea because those players technically have proven to be very good. Maturity, they've been there you know, in terms of mentality to come through the academy system at Chelsea, which is such a competitive place. If you get through the academy system at Chelsea, even if you don't make it as a first teamer for the rest of your career at Chelsea, you have beaten out a lot of competition. You have performed at a very high level because that's what Cobham is. I think it would just be a shame once again to see particularly, and we keep on speaking about this, I think that the biggest sign of this would be Mason Mount leaving. That would be arguably the biggest start to come out of Cobham, you know, from sort of a notoriety profile point. I think similarly it'd be Reese James too, obviously signed a deal last year to stay at Chelsea for the long term. But that... That in itself is a big concern and it's just, it's again, more reflection that there is true value in promoting academy talent alongside players that you buy in the market because Lewis Hall was outshined with less appearances and less opportunities this season. Mark Cucurea, you know, a player who had Premier League experience, that isn't to say that Mark Cucurea is the worst footballer on planet Earth and uh, could never do anything good again. It's just suggesting and proving once again that it seems smarter and it seems shrewder and it, it seems to make more sense for Chelsea when you are looking inwards, when you are looking at promoting from within, it seems to get us more value in, in the short and long term. I think Trevor Chalabra is another example recently, you know, isn't always perfect, is going to have some bad days, but I think nine times out of 10 looks a more competent player than some, some we've bought for a lot more money. So I think that reflects a lot of, of the problems and I just really hope that Chelsea do not allow another exodus or at least understand that if you're going to go out and buy players, is there someone in the academy you can promote? It's, this is territory we've been through so many times before and it's really frustrating to reiterate, but I think Lewis always just number 50 or, or you know, it, it just feels over and over again we have this example time and time again and Chelsea don't seem to learn, which is a real shame. But that is it for today's news video. Uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch it. You can follow me on Twitter at Son Chelsea and I'll see you again very soon. All the best.